listening to Obstacle Races New Zealand. Join your hosts Max Bell and Stephen Steady as they explore the realms of obstacle sports, including OCR, mud running, adventure racing, hybrid racing, ninja and more in New Zealand and abroad. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Obstacle Races New Zealand podcast. Uh, today's episode, pretty exciting, got some exciting guests on today. We have the, the organisers of Ultimate Athlete awesome to get some like inside information from them because we haven't heard a lot from Gavin and, and Jocelyn yet and other forms of media so it's cool to get some like inside insight into the race and they talk a lot about what's coming up what to expect in this next race and what to expect in the, the future of Ultimate Athlete. Uh, yeah but before we jump into the interview we'll go over some of the news that's been happening in New Zealand obstacle sports and what have we been up to, Stephen? Have you, how's your training been going first? It's pretty pretty slack at the moment. Uh, I'm uh, still getting over Easter, so not doing too much. But yes, that's uh, ultimate athlete will be the next thing, next cab off the rank, so to speak. So uh, we'll start uh, getting a little bit more serious again in the next week or so. Um, been a bit slack for the last ten days while we're away at Waihi Beach at the moment so get back to Auckland and start getting serious what about yourself yeah finally I've been slack up till now <laughs> I finally started running again um because I you know with COVID all the races have been postponed I was looking at my calendar a couple of weeks ago and realized I've got <laughs> six races like back to back pretty much I think six races over seven weeks so like, I needed to start training. There's like Ultimate Athlete and the Tough Guy and Gal Wellington, a um, bunch of Wellington Xterra races. Um, so I've been, I've ran a few 5Ks recently just by myself training. So that's good. Finally got back into running. And you're still doing your CrossFit? A little bit here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I um, talked previously on the podcast about doing the CrossFit Open. Did the workout one and i did work out too that was a killer that destroyed me i did the scaled version of that rather than the rx and then i yeah got sick with covid couldn't complete the third open workout which is a bit of a shame um well a little bit thankful as well because it, it involved muscle ups <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know if i can still do those i used to be able to do them like in my 20s a long time ago yeah. <laughs> but yeah haven't tested myself now um but yeah still doing crossfit and still running and Needing to up my my frequency again. Hmm. Yeah, like like I said, I've been down at Y Beach for a little while, so I've been doing a bit of trail running and everything. But uh, I must admit, I haven't been in the gym for a little while for nearly three weeks. So that'll have to start happening next week. Uh, getting back into it. Uh, we're here for this week, and then we head back to Auckland. So. Yeah, get back into the routine of things. Yes. Yep. That'll be the hard thing. So, do we want to talk about our exciting news and our new sponsor? Yeah. So, this is very cool. We've got our first ever sponsor off the podcast. The exciting thing about this is that it's a, a company and a product that I wholeheartedly believe in. Like I, I've used their product and that's the reason they are the sponsor, actually, is that I tested their product and put it through a pretty pretty thorough test and I, I emailed them about it, about the amazing story. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but it's a New Zealand company. It's a headphone company. So it's they're called Earshots and they are he headphones that use a magnetic clip 
to clip into your ear to stay in for active activities. So they're perfect for obstacle racing and you know, adventure racing and trail running and mountain biking and these sorts of things. Yeah, well, um, I'm going to have to leave, leave you to speak about them because I actually have never tried them. I have looked at them and they certainly look good. Uh, and being a Kiwi designed and uh, and built um, device, uh, they certainly would benefit a lot of people in the, the trail running and the obstacle sports and any of the out, any outdoor activities, mountain biking. Yes, I bought them originally because they have like a hook over the top of your ear. And then they also have a magnetic clip that clips the headphone into your ear so it stays in was their their pitch their selling point was that it's, it stays in for active activities which i've used headphones in the past and that's what i want to use them for use them for work use them for running use them for things where i can i can move around and be active and not keep having to readjust them in my ear so they were a previous sponsor of the tough guy and girl series last year so last year's wellington they had a booth there and i went along and purchased a pair from them and been very happy with how they've performed. I uh, use them on most of my runs, actually. Most of my runs, I'll pop them in, listen to podcasts and use them at work. And yeah, definitely the state. So what I understand, it's a, a world first design, this magnetic locking system. So it's a like a wireless headphone um, that goes in your ears and a hook hooks over the top of your ear, but there's a magnet between the hook and the headphone piece like mag magnets through your ear i guess is how it works <laughs> uh, and when they lock into place properly they're quite secure you can jostle your head around you know turn sideways i think there was a something on their website about someone doing a backflip and a bike on it <laughs> and they stay stay in so my experience with them my previous job abseiling off the side of buildings in wellington hanging off buildings on a rope in wellington you know being blown around in the wind I used to put one of the ear shots in, in one of my ears and leave the other one out on purpose so I could still hear and be aware of the environment. Um, and we work in twos abseiling so I could still hear the other person talking if I needed to. Uh, but I'll just play podcasts. And But one, one day abseiling with them, I was doing a building on the Wellington waterfront. It's a, oh, what do you call it? It's like a, one of the corners is curved. It's not a right angle corner which apparently is meant to cut down on the wind it generates on the street um, so pedestrians don't get blown around as much. However, if you're on the side of the building on a rope, the, the wind is greater on a curved edge of a building <laughs> than it is on a right angle. So road sailing, this thing getting blown around everywhere. And then part of the building is, oh, what would you call it? Not not louvers, but like little, the building sort of goes in, in and out indents of the windows. So abseiling down, we're building washing the building. So we've got uh, a hose and a, a brush and we're, we're scrubbing it up with soap and then hosing it down. But these little indents, you're having to scrub under each indent and inside it. Um, so getting blown around everywhere and needing to like sort of flip sideways in your harness to get under these indent things. And so as I get to near the bottom of this building, it's been flipping <laughs> side to side, getting under these indents and I must've like knocked the clip off the headphones loose. Never had a problem with them in the past. Um, but as I was near the building, it fell out of my ear and dropped maybe three stories and landed on, on top of the podium, on top of the roof of the bottom part of the building. Um, and I was like, ah, damn it. <laughs> Just wasted my expensive headphones. 
Um, I'm looking down and finally found them on the podium. They landed in a puddle of water, which I'd created, you know, hosing down the building. And I thought about jumping down to get them, but it would have been a pain in the ass having to reset to finish my work. So just carried on, just carried on cleaning. It took me in another 20 minutes or something to get down those few floors and you know, fished out the, the air shots out of the puddle and out of the after the drop um, and tested it and it worked, worked perfectly. I was, I was very amazed because not only did it survive the impact, uh, it survived being submersed in water. And talking to the air shots people, they were quite surprised by that actually, especially the, the water submersion part because yeah, the air shots... Only, only um, splash proof, aren't they? They're not actually submersible. So sitting in a puddle for 20 minutes or more, um... Yeah, so yeah. they're not rated for that, but they survived perfectly in my testing. <laughs> yeah. Unofficial test. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love them. They're good for podcasts. And I actually lost my pair but slightly before that and purchased another pair from the company. And now that they'll come on board as a sponsor, they've just just redesigned the Airshots. they got their second version coming out. So they're sending us a free pair to review, to use, to talk about. It's very exciting. No, that will be interesting to see how they compare to. I've used other ones, um, both Bluetooth and the cable ones, and uh, and it's always having something that stays in your ear. And obstacle course, well, they don't recommend you should wear them, but when you're training and flicking over fences and stuff like that, finding something that's going to stay in your ear is hard work, even Mm -hmm. just trail running and stuff like that. We haven't reviewed the new version yet. We'll talk about that once we get the pair in. But the the old version are definitely awesome for podcasts. And yep. I found the sound quality isn't the best for music. Um, but that that is the main improvement they've made in the new version, is that they've really improved the sound quality. And my, my other complaint with them is that there is no volume control on the actual earpiece itself. There's a, a single button that can be used to, to stop, start, and accept phone calls and that sort of thing. Um, but to change the volume, you need to pull out your your phone or whatever device you've connected it to. Um, so that's a bit. Do annoying. we know if they fix that on the new the new version, or are we going to have to wait till that turns up? I don't believe they'll fix that. No. Oh well, maybe it's something when we uh, when we get hold of uh, the founder and CEO James Bell Booth, maybe that's something we can quiz him on when we bring him on for a bit of a chat one day. Yeah. So if anyone wants to try out earshots. For themselves which we highly recommend them we have a discount code to share on this podcast to save 10 percent off you can use the discount code nzocr just go to their website earshots.com enter that code in the shopping cart and yeah save yourself 10 percent. so not much racing's been happening um uh, that i know of uh, i watched a bit of the or the end of the um or not the end i've watched all but the last episode of the Spartan Games. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, need, so yeah, we need to talk about that on the podcast. Yes, uh, um, that, that's been good. It's actually, I think it's a better version than it was for the first year. The first year was was good, but this this other one is is a lot more professional. It's been well filmed. Mm, I definitely enjoyed watching the first season. So this this one's available for free online again. Yep, yep. I've been just watching it on Spartan Channel on the uh, YouTube. We've got a few other exciting people coming up uh, in the next few weeks that uh, are well worth a listen. So um, keep your ear out for those. 
Before we cut to the interview with the Ultimate Athlete organisers, we have a couple of pieces of Ultimate Athlete news that just got announced recently, and, and we do cover it in the interview, so we'll, we'll mention it briefly here now. But they announced some of their prizes coming up. Their their prize money for the Elite Wave was announced. Uh, so it's $9,000 prize pool for the Elite Waves. That's for the first, second, and third place in male and female divisions. That takes it to the single largest uh, prize money offering for a New Zealand obstacle course race, which is quite exciting. Um, it's higher than Spartan, which has 7,580 prize pool on the line for the Spartan Super. And they also have a spot prize, a massive spot prize they announced recently as well. That, yes, they do. Trip for two to Raro. Including yeah, five nights luxury accommodation. So if you're a competitor, you have to hang around to prize giving to uh, be there when they when they draw the draw the name out of the hat. Yeah, which we found out in the interview. You have to stay around to prize giving to win the yep. the spot prize and a lot of other ones prize. coming yeah, up. Too. And there is a lot of other spot prizes that they'll be giving away, both at the finish line and um, at prize giving. But you have to stay around and listen to them. Yes. And the second piece of UA news to cover briefly is they announced a course change this year. So the for Mount Monganui, the 10K course is going to include a loop of the obstacle section, a loop of the mount base track, and then a second loop of the obstacle se section, which is That's sort of roughly the opposite as it was last year. So. The start line is going to be where the old finish line was, and the finish line is going to be the start line. Mm, so it's going to go in the reverse direction from last year. Yep. And so it's still the same distance. It's still 10K like last yep. year. However, there's not as much open running without obstacles breaking it up like there was. Uh, so 40 obstacles <laughs> is what's going to happen this year. It's a lot more beach sand running. More yeah, on the more beach. sand running, less less trail running around the mountain. Yeah, uh, so this is going to be crazy. This is awesome. I think this change. It's it's going to be an amazing race now. Uh, but it's going to, it's going to be crazy. A lot of people are going <laughs> to be caught on this, and it's going to be harder. The completion times are going to go up massively. I think. Oh yeah, with the sand running and having to do all the obstacles twice, I think that's certainly going to increase stuff. Um, and they're bringing out some new obstacles and some change, some slight changes to the current ones. But uh. and the the six k course is unchanged, but it's going to reverse direction as well. Yeah, yeah, it's all the news I have for this episode. Did you have anything yes. else to add? No, not that I can think of. Um, it's a in very interesting chat. That's uh, to get an insight into where they've come from and how they come up with uh, being a, an obstacle event enjoy enjoy so my my favorite episodes Stephen, we've had on the podcast so far is i would think talking to event organizers get some good insight into events and this episode we have the organizers behind probably the most exciting events happening in new zealand ocr at the moment uh, we have Gavin and Joss, the couple behind the Ultimate Athlete events. How are you guys doing today? Hey, Hello. good. <laughs> good, good. How are you? 
Yeah, going good, thank you. Good for a Tuesday afternoon or evening. Evening, yeah. One of the first things we, we ask is to get an idea of who you are. So not Ultimate Athlete, but who is Gavin and who is Joss and where are you from? Are you Mount people or are you even Kiwis? Um, so I was actually raised in the UK until I was 17. Um, and then I emigrated out here with my family back in 1998. Um yeah, I've done various different sports. I spent 15 years in the police. Um, probably football was probably my main main sport. And then um, and the reconstruction probably forced the sort of change over into more endurance sports. Um, and since then, triathlon's probably been my my main main sport. Um, yeah, that's that's about me. Representing New Zealand for triathlon. Um, two years ago in, in Switzerland for sprint distance. Um, I think my, my world ranking still still stands, I think, because I don't think they've had a world champ since, so. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so COVID stays around for a bit longer. I know. Yeah. I'll keep my, keep my ranking of 93rd in the world in <laughs> age 35 to 40 category. <laughs> Well, that's good. Well done. Um, and Josh? Yeah, I'm not a natural athlete by any means, but um, I've followed Gav around with the triathlon and um, I've, I've I had a brief career in Muay Thai, so I'm sort of, apart from that, not really a natural-born athlete, I wouldn't say, but I have experienced how much um, focus it gives your training to actually have a goal to train towards. Um, with the Muay Thai I actually had fights and things like that. So I always know that when you sort of book something and then you um, you train for it and then you've got a focus and something that you can actually achieve at the end of it, it's, it's quite good for you. Um, and obviously been around all the events with Gav, traveling to different triathlons and things like that. We've seen a lot of good things and events and um, got to travel and see some really top events. So I think that's really helped us sort of um, refine ultimate athlete and come to where we are and, and and what's important to us with with the event um so i i heard a little bit about your background gavin from your mum actually mum's <laughs> <laughs> always spill the beans so. she'll, she'll be listening hey hi mum <laughs> yeah when i was up at the race uh last year with you guys met, met both your mums actually it was pretty funny um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but she was talking about you doing triathlon and she was talking a little bit about you organising, oh, I forget the name, was it a police or an emergency services? Oh, okay. Yeah, Australia, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, um, as well. so I was the, so there's a lot of, a lot of sport that goes on in, in the police and obviously sort of encouraging um, people to be active and, you know, there's a lot of emergency services and, and police tournaments for um various various sports um so during during my time in the place so i so I, I represented the police the new zealand police for for football um back when i was playing and then after i stopped playing i i took on the role as um code coordinator for for football which sort of included organizing regional tournaments and 
also um i managed the the national um men's and women's team who who um i traveled to um australia most years for the australasian police and emergency services games so um yeah that, that's something that i did just you know extra curricular on on top of my my role in the police which was yeah always interesting and um yeah good fun as well like and good to good to um play sport with your colleagues as well always always makes for good team team building we actually um built a reasonably competitive team in the end we ended up so basically the new zealand team ends up competing against the aussie states and um, with some of the aussie states having you know more cops than than we've got in new zealand so they're actually you know very competitive and you know as you know australians are ruthlessly competitive certainly are <laughs> only time i've been knocked out in a soccer game playing aussies <laughs> I'm an Aussie, and I came here exactly the same time as you did. I moved, come over in '98. And, um, oh, nice! Come over to work on a gold mine in the South Island, and and I met my wife in the at Waihi Gold Mine. Um, oh. We've been travelling backwards and forwards ever since. Every few years we go over to Oz, and we nice. come back here again. And whereabouts in Australia? Where you from? Ah, uh, I'm I'm from Perth. Well, from Esperance below Perth, but from a West Australian boy. Yeah. But yeah. um. I work for a gold mining company, so I work pretty much all over as well. Just West Australia, Northern Territory, Queensland, a little bit in South Australia. Nice. I spent a couple of years in Australia. Okay. Uh, lived in Aussie as a kid. So. Yeah. Mm. So, ultimate athlete. Before we get it delve too much into that, you were in the uh, events industry before you come of um, ultimate athlete come along, or is this a whole new? game for you guys um i've worked on events for 10 plus years um so on a different side of things though just for from a security point of view for um big concerts and things like that so yeah bay dreams one love those sorts of um festivals and things like that i've i've done security and managed um security teams and liquor licensing and things like that so Obviously, I've had a good sort of overview of large-scale events and um, that kind of thing. But um, the sports thing, I think, came in when Gav and I sort of started travelling to different triathlons and things like that, and just a variety of different events and seeing how they how they were run. And yeah, a bit of a different thing. But I think um, having that large-scale event background has been helpful. So, where did the concept, like the idea of the launching? An obstacle race come from like why, why put obstacles in it as opposed to just a, a running race we, we were we were looking for something to do and obviously like um i've always loved being involved with sport and sports management and we talked we talked about events and doing doing different things and that sort of inspired us to look at like do some research around the world about you know what was big what was growing what yeah. we didn't have um a lot of here or and um because obviously coming from triathlon i was like well let's let's do a triathlon but you know there's so many that you know, like the market's so saturated and for people like me who you know i'm 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 absolutely inspired by people who go and do iron man and triathlon and things like that but it's just not even a like it's not something i'm ever going to be able to do so 
I think kind of the amalgamation of like my my sports background and Gavs and like what can people what can more people get involved with what can people have fun doing what what's a bit more exciting a little bit more you know up to date dynamic what's something that will get more people coming and competing that's um you know not as disciplined necessarily as triathlon yeah yeah so I guess we want we just wanted to create an, an event that appealed to a broad broad spectrum of people and you know what, what's better than OCR for that type of thing you know like you know I, I tend to think that you know you can have an event that you know a lot of different sports can compete against each other in yeah um, yeah yeah I think um you know from a from a Kiwi perspective I think OCR is kind of in our DNA from you know a long way back like when we started talking to our parents about you know top town and things like that it's it's really fond memories that come up you know um you know whole towns pulling together and that real community vibe and it was on television and everybody got in behind it everyone was excited when top town came to town you know the teams got really competitive with each other and there's always fun and you know teams working together you got really fun events and made for good tv and good good like fun activity you know good yeah Oh, I think it just, there's a lot going for OCR. So have either of you two done an OCR event other than your own? We haven't even done our own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've been there. You sort of know what it's like. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no. no we, we joke, we honestly joke about this all the time, that both of us have got no experience in OCR, I think. And I think also as well, that's that's also allowed us to create something that's that's probably a bit different because we're just creating something we think would from, be cool to do. from what, what we think is cool to do. And and maybe from a little bit more of a, a beginner perspective, you know, we're, um, we're sort of hoping to bring new people to it, people like us that are, um, are wanting to start somewhere and, and, and find something that they're into that they can look forward to and train for and, um, yeah, be excited about. So I think, I think it's given us a, a slightly different perspective going into it but yeah we can't wait to actually have a go at some of our own obstacles obviously we get to try them when they sort of get made and things like that but to have a crack at all of them in a row I think is going to be yeah. we're definitely going to try and do it this year yeah and we're, and we're also we'd love to get out and start having a crack at other people's events as well yeah. around New Zealand that would be yeah we've probably put a little bit of pressure on ourselves now um. <laughs> yes <laughs> but I, I think you're right and OCR, like triathlete or any of those sports, they are very hard for just the average person to go out and have fun at. Where, and I, I love OCR for the simple reason that you can go out with your mates, you get covered in mud, you get a uh, t-shirt and a, a medal, but it's really about the whole day. And um, when we came down and did yours last year, uh, there was a, a group of us from the boot camp that I go to, and so it was a uh, it was a yeah, real community type thing, and and that's the thing I love about it. It's it's a, it is community, and it's also it's more about having fun. Yes, you have a few elites there flying for the prize money, but uh, more about just finishing. And it doesn't matter how fast or how slow you do it, as long as you all complete it together. That's all that really matters. That's exactly right. Yeah, and we we really were moved by last year's event. Um, just, just, yeah. How how good everybody feels. Everybody's just on such a um, on a good buzz afterwards. So it's it's really cool to see, and it just keeps motivating us even more to 
to keep yeah going. yeah 100 percent. and you know obviously i've competed in a, a lot of races and you know received <coughs> received a lot of received a lot of like participation medals and being being in the role of of giving those medals to people was something that i really really look forward to doing doing myself and you know that was that was probably one of the best things i enjoyed about about um running the event last year was you know giving out the medals to um all the participants and the kids as well which is even better yeah that's quite emotional actually because there's some pretty cool finish line stories and um emotions and things like that and it's yeah it's it's just such an awesome thing and we're, we're pretty proud to be a part of it now and yeah and and help grow it in new zealand and get lots of people involved in it from a from a beginner perspective i think Mm, and that's that's what we why we put the podcast together, and because we were bored over lockdown, <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't do any events, so we thought we'd just get on the radio and talk about them. Yeah, yeah, why um, not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one yeah. thing I love about obstacle racing um, is that it's mass participation as well. Like you guys were saying, there's so many different sorts of people who enter, and it's quite friendly to beginners, and you know people can get better at it and do it faster, and um, but um, through, through this association, this idea of doing obstacle sports association, where it's obstacle racing, but also ninja warrior type stuff and uh, adventure racing. But adventure racing and ninja are like the specialized. You need a, a skill set or a big endurance base to be able to do it. Whereas yeah. OCR is the, the mass participation side of it, where it draws in so many people. And yeah, it's quite exciting to see. And um, yeah, I love the experience of it. Like the races are a little bit intimidating. I think signing up, like you're not sure if you can do it. Looking at the obstacles and the distance, and um, you get that awesome sense of accomplishment at the finish line once you've conquered the course. That's. It. I think you're always going to get that feeling of nerves when you when you that with the unknown or if you've never done something before. And but that's that's what kind of gives you that that drive to sort of go and train a little bit harder and and push yourself maybe a little bit more than you would if you didn't have something coming up like that and um getting over those nerves i think a lot of that personal accomplishment stuff and that self-belief and confidence that you get from putting yourself outside the comfort zone and and really going for something different is um very rewarding and um that's what it's all about for us trying to get as many people to to have a go at something, you know, we want people even that have never done any kind of sports before, you know, um, and that's why we went with that 6K distance. It's achievable. There's, you know, the only long, long distance there is 3K nonstop. And, but you can walk that if you wanted to. And we absolutely want to see and encourage more people, you know, just getting around the course that aren't necessarily competitive as well. And there's no spectators on the Mount Base track, so... You can, no yeah, you can go watching. as slow as you want. <laughs> <laughs> no one would know. Yeah. Yeah. taking the scenery as well. It's pretty stunning. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, it's best place to. Well, I mean, in our opinion, probably one of the best places to to hold an event. You know, we're pretty lucky to yes. to have that as a backdrop. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, certainly are. That is a good little run around there. It's better than running on the beach, I can tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody loves the sand running, but it's you know, it definitely the sand is our mud, you know, in the sense of it's it's another obstacle. It makes it a little bit more challenging and um maybe not quite so messy, but 
definitely challenging to get through. So on the sand running, you guys bring a course change in for the 10k. Yeah. yeah. So that brings in more sand sections as well, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 So you basically we're basically with the 10k um, doubling doubling the amount of soft sand running just for a bit of extra so character take building. A gulp there. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing it this year. I'm going in for an operation tomorrow, so I. Uh, How convenient. <laughs> well, that's disappointing because COVID. It was supposed to happen three months ago, but anyway, that's another story. But no, I'm still coming down. I'll be down there to. Uh, being out in the NZOSA tent and wander around talking to people. Oh, nice. awesome. But I'm yeah, disappointed that uh, they had to move my up. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think they've moved a lot of operations around, haven't they, at the moment? Yeah, uh, mine's not life-threatening. It's just uh, an arm issue, so I've got to okay. go when they tell me. So. Yeah. Nice. Oh, good to get out of the way. Yeah. Yep, yeah. It gets, well, I was glad you moved your other one, so I was hate to have missed both of them. At least by the end of the year, I should be back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With less soft sand than OD, which is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but that, that, running around the mount is is really, and you have got a spectacular place for it. Like I've done a few different places here in Australia, and and on the mount is one of the nicest uh, venues. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we're we're pretty lucky every day. It's sort of a mood boost for us to be able to go down and either go round or up the mount or down on the beach and um, we enjoy it regularly. So we just wanted to sort of, you know, what better place could there be to showcase New Zealand's um, scenery and the and the, the tracks are amazing and the, the landscape and the terrain, um, which is all part of it, isn't it? You, you want to um, get people out in different environments, enjoying different different places. So... Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what people think of the changes as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's something that we're keen to keep developing, and you know, working with NZOSA and you know, taking on board people's feedback and you know, seeing what's what's going to develop into into the best race we can. You know. Yeah. And the change, the course change, is from feedback or uh, just throwing a curveball or. Um, well, combination, yeah, yeah. We're, actually, um, we're actually talking to Hayden about it and um, from NZOSA yeah and he he made the suggestion of of possibly doing the obstacles twice we did we did look at doing um, one continuous 10k loop but that would only mean spreading the obstacles out more um, and Hayden suggested um, us possibly looking at doing a double obstacle loop so something we sort of went went away and had a think about and and you know sort of looked at how practically it would work and um yeah definitely so worth a shot we'll see, see how it goes yeah that's probably because he hates running too yeah oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of that feedback though <laughs> yeah yeah so, so any new obstacles or are we just the chat similar ones but uh there is a, a massive new exciting obstacle coming yep. for this one um we can't say too much about it it's a little bit top secret but we are working with red bull um, okay. to develop hmm. a red bull obstacle for this and all we can really say about it is it's going to be the hardest obstacle 
Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that was their brief. They wanted to, to be in a Red Bull. You'd have to be, wouldn't you? Looking at yeah. the things they do. Yeah. Well, the brief, to be extreme. The brief, the brief, the brief was that they wanted to be the hardest obstacle on the course, and you'll need wings to do it. Was their brief? So yeah. <laughs> we'll, so we'll, we'll be dropping some teasers, um, and obviously, yeah, that we'll unveil it at the mount. So it's exciting to have something new. Um, yeah. Yeah, and we want to keep bringing something new, um, or you know, a new a new challenge to our events as much as we can, keep it fresh and exciting, and give something something new to everybody that's been to the last one as well. Yeah. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah. And the penalty loops going to be a similar type setup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be similar. Um, yeah, um, but we will. With the new course and there being more obstacles, so obviously um, more more chances to lose bands. There will be two opportunities to complete the the, the penalty loop. So um, yeah, one will be after the first lap, and one will be after the second. So um, for the ten k's, yeah, they'll have two opportunities. Yeah, so I probably suggest if you've done your first lap and you've lost three bands, you might want to do it first time. First opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> it means potentially you could lose six, have to do six penalty loops. Yeah. But yeah, for this thing, <laughs> we'll have to see what Max thinks about that with the rules. Do you reckon, Matt? Uh, first time I'm learning of it. It's an exciting change. Um, thinking, yeah, people could lose six, though, is the, the downside. Is that? Uh, I don't know. Can they lose six either way? <laughs> they. If they lose three and then keep going, they do six laps at the end, or yeah, I mean no, they'd have to do three and then another three. Get their three uh, back so they can get lose them again. Yeah. Mm. Yes, we interviewed a, a lady the other day who went and did an ultra uh, obstacle course in the states as her first one, and what did she do? Say she did three hundred burpees or some blooming thing, three hundred and sixty oh, wow. burpees. Wow. <laughs> Failed so many obstacles, and I just just doing 360 burpees in a day would kill me. Yeah, yeah, I'm so not car- a carrying a log around the sand circle is a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool too. Yeah, yes, <laughs> looks tough. I've got a whole heap of questions from the guys I go to the gym with who are going down to it, and they want to find out as much as they can to see what they should be training for. So, sure, we'll give you some inside knowledge. So the uh, the monkey bars are the same type of monkey bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We think those are probably hard enough. Yes, yeah. Because that <laughs> played with a lot of people last year. They're going, it's got a bend in the middle. It's like, yeah, it's quite tricky actually. The the it's actually technically quite challenging. The, the up and down. Yeah. Yeah, especially coming down. Eh, is really quite challenging. Yeah, I so find sort of moves coming, in a funny get, direction. Yeah, when you come down and get to that bottom where it flattens off again. Yeah, sort of momentum as you come down and try to, I guess you get a bit of extra weight come onto your grip. Yeah, on that on that bottom swing. Um, yeah, that's probably I find that probably the most challenging. That's what happens when you let an engineer have free reign. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I think it messes with people's minds too. The like the monkey bars that switch grip. Because there's a. Yeah. Uh, the race, the Wairua Warrior at Nelson, they sort of copy some overseas designs. They have monkey bars halfway through. It switches to one vertical pole. 
you go along vertically and then back to monkey bars, which it's not. It's not really that it's the same sort of grip. It's not really any harder. But yeah. you just you get halfway through and you kind of freeze and you're like, ah, uh, what do I? Just yeah, it messes with your head. <laughs> yeah, momentum. <laughs> cool. I guess a lot of people carry a lot of momentum through the monkey bars. Um, yeah, depending on your technique. But yeah, that would slow your momentum down, which is the same as the the, the rise and fall. Yeah. So, um, just on that, in other events that like. And if you're not part of the elite team, if you're in a team or you're with your friends, they can help you through uh, through an obstacle. Is that a go? I can't remember from last year. Are they allowed to help you along the monkey bars or, and those sorts of things? I think probably the monkey bars, and they correct me if I'm wrong, Max, but I think that's one of the ones you can help people on. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of other other ones where you, where you can. Yeah. I think definitely um some help for the red bull obstacle is going to be going to be good it'll be a good it'll actually be a really good team one yeah as well yeah i remember we had some discussions about that leading into the first event the rules on teams helping um yeah i can't remember what the what we did for the monkey bars i don't know most of the other ones that i've gone in that if you're not in the elite elite or the age group that a lot of it yeah you can help one another over a wall or and stuff like that. You don't even have to be in a team. You can just help people. It's, it's yeah. more about getting around the course and completing all the objects, obstacles. Um, but if you've been helped, it doesn't really matter. It's, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's more about having enjoyment and finishing. Absolutely, yeah. And we, we brief our um, race marshals on the day and just say, hey, look, you know, obviously for our really um, super competitive people that are out in the front of, um, waves because we self seed. We obviously know that first group a bit more competitive and things like that. Um, yeah, we really police the rules a bit more strictly. And then people that are sort of doing it just to get through it, we just want to really encourage them and and and, yep. and make sure they have a good time doing it. So, yeah, that's a cool thing having a separate competitive wave and elite wave as well. So you can get the people who you know they want that experience to go through and challenge themselves and you can get people keeping them strictly to the rules um, yep. and then you have people who you know want to go out there and have fun and get help if they need it and help each other along and yeah it's cool being able to split them up into separate waves throughout the day yeah definitely definitely means more people can get involved which is is what we we want and that's so, what we're trying to do get people involved and and having barriers or saying you can't do that um, one of the other events we spoke to the other day and they he said that was one of his biggest issues too was people put their own barriers up so it's, mm. it's trying to make it as easy as possible but still fun and still trying to get do everything done but for the elites or for the series people that you um yeah you have to follow all the rules and they're yeah. strict they're a lot stricter than them and having them in a different way makes that a lot easier on the judges and the marshals and stuff such like absolutely yeah so the 6K is the same course as last time, right? Yep, it is, but it's just reverse. So we're going we're going clockwise this time. So they'll be doing the obstacles and finishing with the loop of the base track. Um, but essentially the course is is the same, although they will the 6Ks will have a jerry the jerry can in there. So there's, a, there's a hot tip for you, there's a hot tip for your for your boot camp. <laughs> What about the weights? Are the weights going to be the same? 
Uh, yep. So the 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 jerry cans will be full. So they'll be they'll be twenty kilos, um, and the sandbags are will be fifteen. Yeah, I think one one jerry can's always horribly awkward, which is which is fun. Yeah. And there's definitely definitely a few different techniques that you can you know practice practice there to make it make it easier. Yeah. Oh, so you go up the beach and then back around and then come back past the start finish line to go to around the mount. Yeah. And then you'll sort of come underneath the walkway again and then finish if you're doing six days or carry on if you're doing ten. Yeah. Yeah. So you essentially finish where you started last time. So the the village will sort of sort of be the, be the opposite opposite way around. So yeah, you'll come back off the base track down onto the sand. There'll be yep. there'll be one more obstacle um, <clears throat> and the penalty loop before the finish line. So the penalty loop will be on the other side of the race village this time, so closer to the mount. Okay. Yeah. All very exciting. So people would be nice and fresh for their penalty loop. Yep. <laughs> yep. So that's the mount. Oh, where was the run going to be? That were all beach based, or was that going to include some? Um, I'm trying to think what whereabouts you were going to have it down there. There's a park. Was there, or was it all on the beach? So there's um, the surf club at Oriwa is um, right next to a little reserve, and on the beach, the beach is a perfect three k. Um, so basically, we could do the track with the track off off the beach and the beach we can do a perfect 6k loop um we have yeah. found a hill there for the sandbag carry which yeah will be included in the 6k as well so yeah, yeah, yeah and so then the 10k we, we sort of go across the estuary and towards the other um the other end of the course so yeah oh it's a stunning course i mean mm. yeah you'll basically work your way away from away from um the surf club sort of through the township and along the top of the sand. Well, you, I don't know, you call them sand dunes, but there's a trail that runs the whole way along. Yeah. Um, so basically the the obstacles will be in different groups. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, the 10K will do an additional different course. But, um, yeah, there's some pretty stunning terrain, pretty stunning terrain over there. We are controlled by the tides as well. Um, so you can sort of only um, okay, yeah. navigate that course, well, after either side of sort of high tide, um, yeah, which would mean running on firmer sand. Yeah, it's is... it's a bit different. And the Mount Beach is um, quite not, there's quite a good non-tidal strip there that we can sort of leave obstacles out and things like that. But um, we are a little bit, we have a little bit less beach in Oriwa to use. So um yeah, make, makes it a little bit different, and we'll definitely look to kind of group our obstacles into zones, um, which will make for good spectator as well. Like if you want to go down to a zone, you can see several obstacles at one time, and then there'll be a distance and then another lot of obstacles. So, um, yeah, and it kind of breaks it up nicely as well for the for the competitors. Mm, no, it does. Sounds very good. Can't wait to get there in the, at the end of the year. Yeah, should be it should be awesome up there, and we've got um, yeah, hopefully the Pahutakawas will be out, and it'll be really stunning, and we we'll get some good weather. Oh yes, that time of the year. Hopefully, everything will be nice by then. Yeah. 
Mind you, the weather's pretty good now too. Yeah, it's nice and settled at the moment. It's good. Yes. And we're not ruling out a water activity at some point. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Swim across the estuary at the river. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just did the um, coastal challenge. Well, that was the last event I did, which was from uh, um, Wangaparaua Peninsula back to Davenport. Oh, yeah. the coast and there's a few there but i didn't do the whole length because yeah. i've been battling with my shoulder but yeah How some long? of those estuary crossings are quite uh, fun yeah. yeah there's yeah some some really neat um actually when the tide's out there's some really neat um terrain actually at Oriwa that we're we'd love to use um yeah yeah and then you like you said the tide has a big big influence like um, the Coastal Challenge, I don't think, I did the 17K and I don't think it started till, I think my start time was about 3.30 in the afternoon. So you, yeah. could, so you could get the tides right. Yeah, definitely, it definitely poses a little bit more of a challenge and then um, if anything changes, you sort of, yeah, mm. you're stuck with that timing, the tides. So have you got any other, other events planned around the countryside? You've... Got on the drawing board? Um, yeah, we've got another one um, planned that we that we hope would be this year, but it's probably more looking like next year. Yeah. Okay. Which will which will potentially could potentially be a, a South Island event. Um, yeah, we just probably need a few little pieces of the jigsaw puzzle to fall into place. But yeah, definitely, um, yeah, definitely looking at adding adding more events to to the um, ultimate athlete. Um, series looking from you two in the past we're talking about wanting to launch a you know, national series of ultimate athlete events so that's still definitely the plan it's definitely the plan um yeah we just need to get a little bit more security and certainty with events obviously to be able to put it enough on that you can mm. you can make a series um yeah and once we can do that and we can go ahead with yeah. with with more events we'll definitely look at doing that we definitely can yeah, I mean, if all of our events could stay at this, you know, we had a bit more certainty about when they were going to be. Um, yeah, we can definitely sort of lock in, lock in a series and, yeah, sort of have a point system or a, um, a way in which people can compete, probably look at having um, a nationals as well for a final. So did Hayden talk to you about his um, or the uh, our NZOSAs? series points system have you has he shown you that yeah um he did ask us if that's something that we'd be interested in supporting um yep. and yeah we, we we definitely we we definitely are um you know we're all about growing the sport within in new zealand and and seeing people take part in you know as, as many events as as possible yeah so it's definitely yeah definitely something that we're we're um keen to be a part of Sorry, Max, you were going to say? competitive side of the spot, having a, a series that people can carry over, continue their, their positions across multiple races and gives them something to, to train for, another goal. Yeah. And it, it definitely, you know, having having the, the grassroots level of the sport as well as the elite level, you know, there's a lot of inspiration that comes from those top-level athletes doing 
um, you know, bettering and bettering themselves every year and and competing against each other. So it's exciting to watch and it's exciting to, um, you know, speculate on and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're sort of all about that as well, just to from, from a grassroots point of view. I think it's pretty inspirational and exciting. Hmm. It's interesting too the way you guys have structured the timing throughout the day where the sorry I didn't hear that my kids knocking on the door <laughs> um, but you guys have put the elite heat in the middle of the day so that it is spectator friendly and people can watch it because um, Stephen and I talked to Murray from Event Promotions who does Tough Guy and Girl that series so they have a championship race but and we talked to him about they've got their races really really efficient uh, in terms of timing so they they set their waves off really close and they pack up right afterwards and it's it's so well run but in terms of it doesn't lend itself to spectators because their yeah. championship wave they set off in the morning and then as they're on the course they set off the next wave so they're following them and there's not i don't think there's any clashes but um yeah, it doesn't give that opportunity for people to, you know, watch people who just, just smash the course. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's cool what you guys are doing with the having it in the middle and having that um, kind of zone where people can watch the obstacles and watch the penalty loop. And I think the spectator element for us was like, you know, really looking at OCR and being like, why, you know, what can we do that, that no one's doing? What, what makes the sport feel, have that really good community vibe and gets more people involved in it? And I think... If you can see something and you can relate to it and you can you can um, you know watch it and things like that, you're going to get more involved in it. So um, having that spectator element was a massive a massive part of our um, our plan. So yeah, we always try and make sure that even when we're planning everything, we sort of think like you know where can you watch this from? You know, can you see it? Is it visible? Is it something that you can get involved with? And we only want to develop that even further because I think if you can relate to something and 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 watch it, then you're more likely to take part in it and get you know involved. So yeah, yeah. I think also coming from triathlon as well, they all start so early. You know, from a spectator point of view, is is quite hard and to get people down there to 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 watch things. I think having having a later start time um for us is quite you know important so we can get we can get the kids down there you know watching and you know like they're getting a bit getting that inspiration from the elite so um yeah having it at a at a more, more sort of practical convenient time is better i know it's not easy getting kids up and out the door at you know like six o'clock in the morning to come and come and watch a triathlon i know that's something that i've found is normally i go off on my own and you know everyone else comes down later in the day and i think and also especially at mount um it made a difference for a lot of I, like me and a couple of mates we went and stayed in the mount but a lot of people drove down in the morning because it's not a 6 a.m start it's a 10 o'clock 11 o'clock start when you're in just the open waves so you, you would have got a lot more people coming down just doing day trips yeah too, probably yeah yeah definitely um a little bit more accessible uh, yeah. timing, yeah. Um, just on that, I wasn't there, so I didn't see how many kids you had running because it was the day before. How did that go and what are you uh, doing different this year or are you doing anything different to encourage more younger kids to join in? So we had we had a schools event 
on Friday during the day, um, and that's we, we kind of mostly target that at intermediate aged kids. We just think it's a good age where they're sort of um, interested in trying new things, and um, but not quite so old that they're closed off to it. So um, it's quite a good good age group, and they they really enjoyed it. And then in the evening, around registration sort of time after work time, we have the kids event. Um, and that's for lots of different ages. Um, you can be accompanied by a parent to do that one. And it's just the, the beach obstacle. So it's a condensed version of the course. And yeah, they had an absolute blast. Um, yeah. yeah, there was kids that were just wanting to do it again. And <laughs> you couldn't sort of stop them running around and around. So it was, they had such a good time. And then they all really enjoyed their medals and their T-shirts and things like that. And yeah. wore them for the whole weekend. And down to support mum and dad the next day and you know because we had a <laughs> we had it as um our little kids race in the in the evening was was a 1k loop and we we gave all the kids the option if they wanted to do a second lap they could and i don't think there was a single kid that didn't do a second lap which yeah was, which is great <laughs> you know? yeah and we had really little little kids too there was oh, you know some little some of them tiny, yeah, like, yeah. yeah their medals are dragging in the sand after they'd finished doing that little yeah but I mean, they show us how it's done. Eh? They 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 take those obstacles on because they're playing all the time and they're they're so good at them. Um, yeah, I definitely stood in front of the A frame though. I wasn't wasn't gonna let them climb that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sort of yeah guided them around that one. That one freaked me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, the rope climb A frame at the end. That's, that's yeah. a big obstacle for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll keep that one out of this time as well. Yeah. <laughs> Something that Murray told us from Event Promotions, who does Tough Guy, Tough Girl, that may interest you guys too. He's working with NZQA to get a certification for, because his, his events, I don't know how much you know about Tough Guy, Tough Girl, but his yeah, events are mainly aimed at uh, school kids. He has thousands, tens of thousands of school kids because he has a lot more kids races than he does adult races. He's only yeah. really three adult races but he has multiple kid races and he has thousands turn up each time and they're building a in the a curriculum not a curriculum um, what's it are they getting credits for it credits credits for it from school from a physical education point of view yeah they go and school a whole classroom sign up because it is worth a it's an outdoor part of their pe or their outdoor education credits very cool that's a great idea yeah if you interest give him a buzz and see how because that might work to get a few of the schools around Tauranga and the end areas around involved yeah yeah you know, definitely awesome. I mean the more kids we can get outside doing stuff the better mm. so what else you got on your list there Max oh surprise money I was wondering about that <laughs> you guys recently put out the prize money announcement too for the for the elite wave which is awesome it's cool to see that much money on the line it's definitely going to up the, the competitiveness in New Zealand, I think, as people are aiming for that. Yeah. Um, is that something that you are going to continue across like Ariwa and other events as well? Yeah, it's, it's definitely something we want to um, keep as a part of um, UA. Um, and I think if, you know, we are heading down that, that road of OCR being an Olympic support, you know, we have to... Um, you know, we've got some really top level endurance athletes in New Zealand. And I think for that to, you know, be an incentive for them to 
come and start doing OCR um, will, I think, definitely help us be, you know, uh, a more competitive nation as as the sport as the sport grows and um, becomes, you know, more and more competitive. Be interesting. I was talking to, well, the podcast started because I was talking to uh, Maria Bentley, who came second yep. in your female race. Yep. Uh, did an interview with her and recorded it, and then turned it into a podcast. <laughs> it wasn't the plan originally, um, but I think she was saying that she, because she knows the woman who came first place. Like they've raced together in previous races in the past, but she was talking about Maria was talking about how she practiced obstacles leading into Ultimate Athlete last year, and she was like, "Oh, if there only a few more obstacles, you know, I would have, I would have beaten her. I would have come first. Um, yeah, that's she probably did well this year. Yeah, that'd be yeah, interesting. I think, I, think the, the, I think the change of format, I think, will probably be yeah, a good thing It'll for shake people it like up. people like Maria and and probably your more you know purist sort of runners. It will it will it will slow them down. Um, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see um, who can win it this year. I'm not sure if um, we haven't heard if Lydia's coming back to try and retain a title or. We'll see, but yeah, I think it'll definitely mix it up a little bit. But she's in Australia, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Based in Melbourne or something. Yeah. I uh, I I was watching a podcast the other day with Lucy Bartholomew, and she was on that, I think. Oh, cool. And they were running through the Blue Mountains or somewhere like that. Mind you, now COVID's pretty much gone. That's travel between Australia and here should be quite easily. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, and and that'd be... I think having that prize money there as well would be a good incentive for your sort of internationals to 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 visit and and, yeah. and give them athlete a crack as well. We, we might get it. some of the guns come over from Aussie and have a crack at the elite as yeah, well. It's the elite level. Have you had got any signed up, or have you know of anyone coming from over there? I haven't checked our elites to see if we've got any international visitors. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, we sort of um, knew when Lydia signed up last year that she was, as soon as she signed up, we were kind of speculating that she'd probably have that one. Um, but you never know. And and there's lots of different um, different disciplines. There's, you know, there's runners and triathletes and um, crossfitters. And, you know, we had Sam Clark, from who's a coast-to-coast winner and things like that. So lots and lots of different types of athletes entering so it's hard to know and obviously not having the course before last year we didn't know how the obstacles in the sand were going to slow runners down or um it's all a little bit of experiment at the moment i think it's working well well it did last year that's for sure yeah thank you is there anything else you guys want to throw out there and what did you think of it, Stephen? Last year, you, you've done. Did you do the six k or the ten k? The ten k. Um, it was disappointing because I'd trained to get the first date, and then when it got moved, I sort of lost interest a little bit during lockdown. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, and the beach, the sand running, yeah, that killed me. But no, I loved it. That's what he called it. I yeah. uh, fell off the monkey bars going up, so up the the rise, but. Other than that, I had uh, a great day and enjoyed yeah, enjoyed the whole lot. And I'm very disappointed I can't go again this year. Um, but hopefully, like I said, I'll uh, get my operation out of the way tomorrow and I'll be back into it uh, training in 
five or six weeks and be ready for the next one. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, just in, um, from a prizes point of view, we're also, um, we've got a major spot prize of a trip for two to um, Raro for five nights. Yeah, we've got some pretty good prizes coming from, from our sponsors as well. Um, we sort of appreciate that, like, you know, probably 90% of, of the people that participate um, aren't elites or don't enter yep. as elites. Um, yeah, so, we, yeah, we definitely want to put on some some good, good prizes for them, which, you know, should in turn um, bring some great atmosphere to, to our prize giving as well. Yeah, you have to be present for the for the spot prize draw. So um, hopefully that'll have lots of people sticking around and creating a really good atmosphere at prize giving, which will be cool to round oh, the Okay, day. so these are, these are spot prizes. Um, yeah. He's yeah. going to sort of draw someone's out of the hat. Okay. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. so anyone that enters is in for that. Yep, so that'll be that'll be exciting. Yeah. Who doesn't want to win a holiday? Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a lot of big sponsors on board. It's pretty cool to see. And that was something I enjoyed that going up last year. I didn't get to run in the race, but having that sort of festival area, it was the booths, there was, you know, the Red Bull and um, it was like, oh, I can't remember the, the brands now, which is probably not too good, but there was like little booths that were giving away products and uh, my activations from the brands and yeah, it was cool. Makes a cool atmosphere to it. Yeah. 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 I think everything that you add like that just adds to everybody's experience, you know, like um and people love free stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so yeah. And it's def- good for the brands, you know, that they're they're right there with people that are that are doing sports and um yeah, getting the exposure and and obviously being being sort of a part of a new developing sports, pretty exciting and um, keeps it fresh for the brands as well. So, yeah, it's good. And all your sponsors from last time have stuck with you, or yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. Good to hear. They were all pretty happy. So, um, and they're pretty excited for all the future plans and and growth and and where we're headed. So, yeah, they've they've stuck around and. Um, hopefully we will keep developing those partnerships and 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 it'll become part of ultimate athlete and yeah yeah hmm. talking about like the atmosphere of that central area um so it was cool having the like mcs like people over the, the loudspeaker you know explaining everything and cheering people in as they come to the finish line and that was cool <laughs> that was awesome um but my, i was just wondering are you getting the same people back for future events yeah so i've locked in joe holly again for this one she's um an experienced mc and um tv host and she's she's really good at what she does and um really yeah she nailed it i think just just oh, yeah, she did really good yeah. yeah yeah and sam's sam's a good friend of ours and he's you know he's a great hype man yeah and he, um, he did the kids event as well so um yeah, and he's yeah. he's he's also um, a triathlete as well. So from a from a sports point of view, um, I think it's good to have have that insight as well. Having somebody who can talk and you know know what athletes are going through and what they're experiencing, I think that's that's also pretty valuable as well. Yeah, yeah. So we're definitely. I mean, we're going to just keep trying to develop that again. Um, further, we had a um, a meeting with council today just to try and get. Um, 
you know, speakers for all the spectators so that they can they can hear what's going on with the commentary up on the the grassy verge and see it on the big screen and all that kind of stuff. I think again that you know that spectator element if people know what's going on and know a little bit about what's happening and who's crossing the line and a little bit about them, I think it's it's um it's really good for the sport and for for entertainment purposes, you know. So yeah, we'll definitely keep working on that and hopefully developing it and only getting better. We asked two questions. That, well, we asked one question, but I've added it to two this week. I've thrown another one in there for Max. So so we've got two questions we ask at the end of every every episode. So <laughs> if you could have coffee with anyone dead or alive, who would you have coffee with and why? Who would you, do you know who first? Oh my gosh, I can't even remember what I thought when I read the question the first time. I think, I think for me, I, I think I'd definitely probably choose um, Ricky Gervais. Probably <laughs> my, my, my pick of people to catch up with for a coffee. I think not only from, from an entertainment point of view, I think his actual, um, his actual values are actually really good. And I think a message behind... A lot of the things that he does is actually really wholesome, but I think he's yeah he's obviously he's hilarious character. as well. And definitely a, appeals to my sense of humour. Oh, that's right. I came up with a real curly answer, so I'd go for Tyler Henry, who's a Hollywood medium, because he could pass on messages. He'd be interesting, but he could also pass on messages from the dead. That was my answer. <laughs> well, I've seen his show. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's like a two for one. That's that's a real <laughs> life person. <laughs> and the messages. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot. Um, and oh, I suppose where the first, the last thing is, whereabouts will people contact you? That's all through social media. Yeah. Um, either social media, like people feel free to DM us on on Instagram or um, through Messenger. Um, yeah. Or also, like, just jump on onto the ultimateathlete.co.nz. Um, you can ask questions through through the website as well, and our emails on there as well. So, yeah, if anyone has got any questions, yeah, feel feel free to ask. We're more than happy to answer them. Yeah, we're going to be putting lots of information out over the next six weeks um, on social media, especially Instagram all the info that you need sort of coming up to the race, all the announcements um, will be on there. So, yeah, tune into that to to see all the latest. Hopefully we'll drop some good teasers about the new obstacle. Yes. Yeah, yeah now have everybody interested. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've got a big prize pack coming up shortly on, on our Instagram yeah, page Yeah, a big well, giveaway so, um, on the Instagram that's worth entering to next week. Lots okay. of prizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good weekend package. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you.